Hi, my name is Rhett Barden, and I'm the lead pastor of One Life Church, and I want to thank you for joining us today. At One Life Church, we exist to help you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. For more information on how you can be a part, please visit us online at olc.church. Enjoy the message. Good morning again, everyone. Welcome to One Life Church. It is so good to have you here today. Hey, before we jump into the message and get started, can you do me a favor? Can you put your hands together and welcome our online church podcast family right now? Come on, let them know how much you love them. If you're listening to us online, wherever you are right now, we want you to know how much we love you. You are our family. We can't wait to give you an air hug, an air fist bump, hopefully sometime soon. Uh, And it's just great to have you along for the ride. Hey, we are in a series we're calling Reset. We're in part three of that series today. But before I jump into it, I want to take a moment and just kind of go over just a little few things here that are so important to what we do in the spiritual journey that God has you on. Everybody say small groups. Guess what, man? In a few weeks on Sunday, January the 31st, our small groups will be launching for our spring semester. You guys excited about that? Come on. We honestly believe that life change happens in life-giving relationships. Small groups are not something we do. Small groups are who we are, and it is God's plan. We can show you scripture by scripture that is God's plan for your life to find freedom. And for those who have attended a small group, come on, let me hear a good amen from you this morning, right? Amen. All right, now some of you, you're, you're new to our church or maybe you're a guest and you've not been here for a while or maybe you've not been a part of a small group and you wanna know more about what that looks like. Well, listen, today is your day because today we're offering small group leadership training. Now you're like, wait, 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 wait. I don't wanna be trained to lead a group. Well, that's cool. You can still come and hang out. So whether or not you just wanna know more about the vision of, uh, of the small groups, how we do small groups, what it looks like, or maybe you're ready and you're like, yes, man, I wanna lead a small group. Well, either way, Way. Today is your day. We're offering leadership training immediately following this service. I believe it's happening out in the lobby in a designated area, and you guys are going to have a lot of fun. It's probably going to be around 45 to 50 minutes, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I want to encourage you to go to small group leadership training, because some of you, you're like, man, I've been sitting on the sidelines for a while, and I know that God's been speaking to me just to do this. Today is your day. Here is your sign, everybody. And you can come today, or you can come next week. It's just a one-time class, and there is no pressure for you to walk out of there having to lead a small group at all. We just want to make it available to you today so you can hear the heart, the vision, and how we're here to serve you, to serve your family, and what it looks like to be a part of a small group. Now, I do want to talk to those who are small group leaders in the room, those who have led in the past. I want to encourage you to register your small group. Everybody say register. Register your small group. Listen, some of you who have led in the past and you're thinking about your small group, go ahead and start to register your groups because on Sunday, the very last Sunday of this month, as I mentioned, on Sunday the 31st, we are going to be launching our small group semester and we want to be sure that we get your small groups in the system. And I'm telling you again, listen, don't do life alone. Don't do life alone. Life is better together 
join a small group. All right, listen, before we jump into the message, I just want to remind us that we are a message note-taking church. What does that mean? It means we like to take notes. And if you're not a note taker, can I encourage you to maybe jump along and do something that you've never done? Because maybe, just maybe, you'll get something you've never gotten before. And that is, hey, I'm telling you, go to olc.church, hit the button on there that says message notes, follow along with us. You have the opportunity to save that as a PDF. You can email it to yourself because listen, I don't want you just to be inspired on a Sunday. I want you to have the tools necessary to face your Monday through Saturday. And this is just a very practical way I can get God's word in front of you. And when you have a question or you need something, and I'm telling you, especially today, you're going to want to follow along in these notes. So again, turn to your olc.church, hit message notes, and get ready to follow along. All right, everybody say it's time, it's time. for a reset. It's time for a reset. Guys, it's time to refocus. It's time to realign. It's time to bring our lives back into order around what's most important. It's time to hit a reset. And there's never been a better time to hit a reset button in our lives than, than, than the beginning of a new year. The new year kind of affords us that opportunity, doesn't it? And so what we've been doing over the past couple of weeks is I've been kind of walking through some spiritual resets. And I've been telling you every week that I believe that 2021 can be the best year of your life if... It's the best year spiritually. And so in week one, we talked about one of the greatest resets of your soul, and that is prayer and fasting. And actually, we're in a season of prayer and fasting as a church. We call it 21 days of prayer and fasting. Pretty creative on the name, right? We do this for three weeks. Why? Because we want to see the blessing of God in our life. See, we believe that what you do first has the power to bless the rest according to Scripture. And God taught us in week one, and what we learned is that prayer connects us to God, and fasting disconnects us from the world. And so if you're going throughout life and you feel like something's missing, or you feel like something's not connected right, what we talked about in week one is that, yes, there is a problem, there's a connection problem, and the way to fix that connection problem is hit the reset, and Jesus taught us the reset of our soul begins with prayer, talking to God, connecting with God, and it begins with fasting, and hitting a reset and disconnecting from the world. And I want to invite you to join us if you haven't already. Join us Monday through Friday at the church office, everybody, from 6 to 7 a.m. And on Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. And if you want more information on what that looks like and how to get directions, just go to olc.church forward slash 21 days, I believe it is. All right, so in week two, we talked about, okay, so if prayer is how we connect to God, then we answer the question, well, how does God connect to us? And what we talked about last week is that the ultimate way that God talks to us is through his word. We talked about how the Bible is alive and how faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the what? By the word. So if 2021 is going to be the best year of our life, it needs to be the best year that starts with prayer and fasting. But not only that, it needs to be the best year of us being in God's word. And if you missed those last two weeks, I want to encourage you to go to our website and go to Apple iTunes. Follow us at One Life Church and listen to the podcast because I'm telling you, it's very essential to you experiencing the best year of your life in 2021. So today, I have to admit, I'm very excited about the topic today. For one reason, it's been a part of my life for the past 27 years. Today, you guys, we're going to talk about hitting the reset on worship. Listen, when I was, some of you know my testimony, I'll give it to you very brief. At three years old, my parents got a divorce, so I grew up in a broken family. At seven years old, my mom committed suicide. From seven to 16, I was looking for love in all the wrong places, doing a lot of stupid things. But at 16 years old, I fell into a love relationship with God. See, I grew up around a lot of religion, 
but I never knew what it was like to have a relationship with God. And when I came into a relationship with God and I realized that God wasn't mad at me, but that God was in love with me and that God cared about me and that he was kind, compassionate, merciful, gracious. His love was unfailing. I was like, man, sign me up. I want to serve that God. And when I did that, I found myself going to that church that had the big choir loft. Come on, all you church people who grew up in a church. Y'all ever grew up in a church with a choir loft? Things have changed, right? And I'll never forget as a young kid at 16 years old, I walk into the church and give my heart to the Lord. And all of a sudden, there's some spots that are open up in the choir. And the music director is like, hey, come on, man, you sing? Never heard me sing a lick in my entire life. He just wanted me in the choir so it looked good. You know, hey, go back there, throw a robe on, throw the gold or the green, the gold or the green. Come on, where you at? The gold or the green. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of you who didn't grow up in church don't know what I'm talking about. And some of these little things, I don't know why it was, it was cool, but you put these little things over your neck, it's gold or green or red or whatever. <laughs> and so I grew up in that environment singing in the choir. I didn't even know a lick of the song, but all of a sudden I was up there like, I didn't know when to clap. I didn't know what to sing. We didn't have words like we do here on the screen and all. Um, but I found myself worshiping God and I found myself experiencing things that I'm going to share with you today. And all of a sudden, I found myself picking up an instrument, all of a sudden leading worship, and just went through this process of just life. And for the past 27 years, I've been a worship leader. And it's not something that I do, it's just who I am. And today, what I'm going to share with you from God's Word is not just something that are words on a page, but what I want to share with you are things that I begin to experience that have helped change my life and help bring a reset into my own soul throughout everything that you could possibly face. And that's what I wanna share with you today. Because the reality is, you guys, many of us, many of you in this room, including myself, we're dealing with anxiety. We're dealing with some fears. We're dealing with worry. We're dealing with stress. With the things that are not only going on in our world, in our government, in our society, in our nation, in our state, with the things that are happening in our marriage, in our finances, in our home, and we are stressed. Out. We're carrying the weight of the world. And the answer from those weights, freedom is found in worship. Freedom from fear. Freedom from anxiety. Freedom from depression. Freedom is found in worship. Well, Pastorette, if that's the case, man, that sounds amazing. Like, I'm in. Where do I start? Well, today I want to give you the verse here that comes out of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 through 11, out of the Passion Translation. This is where we're going to start today. And get ready to follow along in your notes, because I'm telling you, you're about to drink from a fire hose, okay? I'm giving you a heads up. We're going to cover a lot of verses today, but it's in an effort that will bring some change into your life to make 2021 the best year of your life. So, what does it say? It says, if you bow low in God's presence... In God's awesome presence. In other words, if you humble yourself and worship God, look what happens. He says, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. In other words, he will reset every area of your life, mind, body, soul, emotions, health. When you begin to worship God, but notice this is a process. Notice the language here. Eventually, as you leave the timing in his hands. So what does it look like? Well, it begins with, look at the rest of the verse, by pouring out all your worries, all your stress upon him, and check this out, and leave them there. So what does that look like? This is what it looks like in my life. God, I am stressed out. God, I'm anxious. 
Lord, I am dealing with so much this kind of fear. I, I, I'm feeling the weight of responsibility in my life as a husband, as a father, as a pastor. Lord, and I just need your help. And I'm coming to you today. God, I'm worshiping you. God, I'm honoring you. I'm inviting you in to my life. I need you. I need you. I want you. I desire you to help me. I'm casting this worry, this stress, this anxiety, this pressure. I'm giving it to you. God, and help me to lay it down. Help me to lay it down. That's what it looks like. It just looks like a very raw, honest conversation with God. Why do we do this, everyone? Because he always, look at this, he always tenderly cares for you. In other words, we can cast our cares on Christ because he can be trusted God can be trusted. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to turn my worry into worship. Come on now, turn to your second choice and say, it's time to turn my worry into worship. I'm telling you, if you will, 2021 will be the best year of your life. So I want to begin with a question today that I was asking myself as well. What would make your life happier in 2021? Think about that for a second. If we were sitting down over coffee and we got into conversation, I'd probably ask you, hey, what would make your life happier in 2021? If something was added or something was subtracted, and chances are many of us, probably including myself, we would begin to list off our needs. Well, you know, I've had a better job, I've had more money, I've had a better house, maybe I've had a better reliable car, or maybe... If I had a vacation, man, I'd love to go on a vacation. Or in fact, some of you, you're just like, man, I don't need any of that. I would just like to have a functional family. Like the dysfunction that's in my family. Like if some of that would change, that would be amazing. And see, many of us, if we're not careful, we buy into the world system of doing things. And we begin to think that if I had the right career, plus the right amount of money, plus the right husband or the right wife or the right girlfriend or the right boyfriend or the right dog, the right cat, the right house on the right side of town the right car, whatever it may be, minus, like if we have all those in addition, but minus pain, minus suffering, minus problems, we come out to think that that equals a happy life. But what if I told you today, my friends, that true happiness isn't an issue of need, but rather true happiness is an issue of order. What if I were to tell you today that if you begin to reset your lives and realign your lives on God's divine order, that all your needs would be met? Oh, Pastor Red, if that's the case, like if all my needs are going to be met, I'm in. What does it look like? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at what Jesus says is the key out of Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. Let's look at this. Therefore, now time out. Anytime you see a word in scripture when you're reading it and it says therefore, you need to ask yourself, what is it there for? I'm being serious. Because what's on the other side of that is pretty important. And so Jesus himself says, therefore, I tell you, and everybody say these three words out loud, do not worry about your life. Now time out. That is a powerful statement. In fact, it's such a powerful statement that Jesus, you'll see in this chapter that we're going to read, Jesus says it three times. 
And if you know anything about numbers in the Bible, numbers represent significance. And Jesus said, do not worry, three times. And so three times, what does it basically represent? It represents wholeness. It represents completion. It represents fulfillment. And so in other words, Jesus is saying, do not worry. And you'll see it three times. In other words, he's trying to make the statement, if you won't worry, you will find fulfillment in me. Look at this. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, about what you're going to drink, about your body, what you're going to wear. Listen, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't store away in barns, but yet your heavenly Father, he feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? He's asking a rhetorical question. He knows the answer. Of course you're more valuable. But he goes on to say, can any of you, by worrying about the chaos and confusion, by watching the news 24-7, add a single hour to your life? No, of course not. Well, then why do you worry about it? Jesus is saying, why do you worry about your clothes? Why do you worry? Look, see how the flowers of the field grow? They don't labor. They're not spinning around. They're not losing their mind. No, 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 no. But yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor, who is Solomon? He was known as the wisest king, most wealthiest king in all of history. And so he said, yet not even Solomon and everything that he had was dressed like one of these. If that then is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, Will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you little of faith. So don't worry, number two. Don't worry about what, what we should eat. Don't worry about what you should drink. Don't worry about what you, you should wear. For those that don't serve God, the pagans, they run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. I love this. God knows. God knows what you need before you even know that you need it. In fact, God knows what you need, that he's already provided what you need before you even knew that you needed that provision. How awesome is that? He's a good father. He's kind, he's loving, he's compassionate, he's gracious, and he gives good gifts to those who ask him. God knows, he knows what you need. So what do we do? Well, here's the big idea of today. Look at this. But seek first. Everybody say seek first. first. In other words, turn your worry into worship. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. And here's the promise. Here's the blessing. And all these things, all these things, all your needs, all the things you desire, not all your wants, Let's clarify, God is not a heavenly Santa Claus. Okay? But all the things that you need will be given to you as well. Come on, say it's time to turn my worry into worship. Why is it so important? Because worry doesn't add a single thing to your life. Worry sucks the life out of you. But worship, worship adds value to your life. Worship is an investment. Worship can add to your life. That's why Jesus says, therefore, what's on the other side of this, therefore, do not worry. Third mention. 
completion, fulfillment in Christ if you will not worry about tomorrow. Why? Because tomorrow, man, it's going to worry about itself. In fact, each day has enough trouble of its own. So what is Jesus saying here? Jesus is simply saying that true happiness has nothing to do with your needs list, but true happiness has everything to do with the order. Let me say it this way. When order is restored, blessing is released. When order is restored, blessing is released. In other words, blessing is the byproduct of divine order. And this is exactly why at One Life Church, we take you through a season of 21 days of prayer and fasting at the beginning of the year. Why? Because where order is restored, blessing is released. When you begin to line your life up to what's most important and begin to talk to God at the beginning of the year and give him the first, when your order is restored, blessing is released. And that's why at One Life Church, I took you through a week too, not only from prayer and fasting, but talked about God's word. Why? Because when you align yourself and order is restored, divine order is restored around God's word, blessing is released in your life. So not only are we going to lead you through prayer and fasting, not only are we going to lead you through how to read God's word, but we're going to lead you into a place that we're talking about today, which is a part of the ingredients of having a successful and prosperous life and a blessed life. We're going to lead you to teach you what it is to worship. Why? Because when you align your life and when your order is restored in worship, blessing is released. Everybody say it's time to turn my worry into worship. So today, what I want to do today is, in a hopefully in a very simple, uh, practical way, but hopefully, I, my hope is today as we read through this verse, some of you have read through this verse for, for many years, but my hope is that you'll see something fresh and something new when it comes to turning our worry into worship. So I'm going to give you three things, but before I give you the first thing of how we do this, I really want to bring us back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, where it says, Seek first. Everybody say, Seek first. Seek first. His kingdom. Let me just start off by saying that Jesus isn't saying, Don't seek other things. No, what Jesus is telling us is what to seek first. And this is important. Why? Because when order is restored, blessing is released. So Pastor Rad, how, how do I restore order? I'm glad you asked. Here's the first thing. Write this down if you're taking notes. You need to learn how to redirect your energy towards worshiping Christ. You need to learn how to redirect your energy toward worshiping Christ. What do I mean by that? In other words, every single one of us have a certain amount of mental capacity, mental energy, and physical energy that we choose to use every day. And every day we're giving it to something and what most of us are giving it to right now in the world that we live in is we're freaking out about our marriage, our finances, our career, our 401k, what's happening in the economy. We're freaking out what's happening in the White House and Congress and the Senate at the state capitol. We're freaking out what's happening around the world with COVID. We're stressing out and we're putting all our energy, all our emotions, all our thought process into Fox, CNN, NBCs, all the other blah, blah, blahs. We're doing all of that. And we're stressing us out. It's sucking the life out of our soul. 
It's affecting every area of our life. It's affecting our marriage. It's affecting our health. It's, defect, it's affecting our finances. It's affecting our emotions and our mind. And it's leading us to a dark and toxic place. And Jesus is saying, hey, listen, I want you to revert, to realign that energy, that mental energy, that, that the physical emotion of your mind, your body, your soul, and your strength, all that stuff that you're spending on worry. I want you to redirect your energy, and I want you to focus it on worshiping me. Now, he's not saying those things aren't important. Of course they're important, but it's not about that. It's about getting everything back into a divine order. Because when order is restored, blessing is released. Here's something about worry. Why do we worry? Listen, worry doesn't take away tomorrow's trouble. It takes away today's peace. It was once said that worry is kind of like a rocking chair. It's like sitting out in a rocking chair at Cracker Barrel, right? Gives you something fun to do, but it takes you absolutely nowhere. So what do we do? We have to turn our worry into worship. And by the way, I'm not talking about three songs on a Sunday. I'm talking about living a lifestyle, a God first, a seek first, his kingdom, a seek first, his righteousness type of lifestyle. One of the greatest examples that I find throughout scripture, and I find myself reading this verse a lot these days, is from David out of Psalm 34, verse 1, 2, and 4. Look at this example of David. This is how he lived his life. He said, I will. Notice the choice. Notice the decision. It's like, I will. Like, yeah, it's not a maybe. It's not a, eh, if I might, if I feel like it. No, no, no. It's I will extol the Lord at all times. Everybody say all. When things are good, when things are bad, when things aren't going well, when you have every reason to worry about anxious, to have anxious thoughts and be stressed out about what's happening, I'm going to make the choice. I will extol the Lord. His praise will always be on my lips at all times. And look at what he says. I will redirect my energy like I will glory in the Lord. Why? Because I sought the Lord. I turned my worry into worship. And look at what he did. He delivered me from all my fears. He delivered me from all my worry. He delivered me from all my depression. He delivered me from all my anxiety. And check this out. I love this verse in James 4, 8 through 10. Move your heart closer and closer to God and look at what happens. He will come even closer to you. And if God is close, my friend, are you ready for this? Don't miss this. If God is close, look at 2 Corinthians 3, 17, where the spirit of the Lord is, where God is close, there is freedom. Amen. i got about two or three of you who are starting to believe that this morning. There is freedom from worry. There's freedom from anxiety. There's freedom from your depression. There's freedom from fear. You know, a lot of people ask me all the time, Rhett, why in the world are you so passionate? 
Why are you so passionate? Because where the spirit of the Lord is in my life, there's freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is in my life, there is freedom from my past. There is freedom from my shame. There is freedom from my guilt. There's freedom from my pain. There's freedom in my marriage. There's freedom in my finances. There's freedom in my home. There's freedom in my soul. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And my friends, I want to be free. So I'm gonna worship my God to experience his divine presence, to bring things back into divine order so that blessing is released in every area of my life. Why? So I can be blessed? No, so that I can be a blessing to you and to the world around us. This is why. This is why I praise. When order is restored, blessing is released. What kind of blessing? Here's the blessing that comes from the Spirit of the Lord. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, or let me say this, but the fruit of freedom... Love, joy. What could the world use a little bit more of right now, my friends? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Do you know why so many people are tired and exhausted? I mean, you ask somebody these days, how you doing? Man, I'm just tired. (sighs) Why are you tired? I don't know, man. I'm just exhausted. Can I tell you why you're so exhausted? It's because you're not experiencing the presence of God because in the presence of God there is joy and you're not experiencing the joy of the Lord. Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you're missing out on the strength of the Lord because you're missing out on the joy. And the reason you're missing out on the joy is because you're not experiencing his presence. And you'll never be able to experience the presence of God unless you align your life back to the divine order of worshiping God first. Turning your worry, your anxiety, your fear, your shame, your pain into worship. This is why we worship. And that's why I'm telling you that 2021 will be the best year of your life. If it's the best year, you hit the reset and begin to worship God. One of the greatest ways we can experience God's presence, my friends, is, you ready for this? Small groups. (laughs) Listen to me. One of the best ways you will ever experience freedom in the presence of God in your life is through small groups. Well, Rhett, that's just your opinion, is it? Let me show you what Jesus, Christ himself said. Matthew 18, verse 20. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. In other words, God not only dwells in our praise, not only God not only dwells in our worship, God dwells in community. That's why I want you to do what Hebrews, what Paul tells us in Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Discover creative ways to encourage others. Discover creative ways to motivate people toward acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as an expression of love. In other words, what he's saying is go to small group leadership training. Lead a small group. Register your small group. Attend a small group. Stop making excuses and get on the small group that is the dream team. Well, now you're meddling, Pastor. Really? 
Pastor Rhett, you just don't understand. My life is busy, man. School, you know, all the things that I, all the extracurricular activities happening in my life. I mean, COVID. I mean, you know, everything on COVID, right? I mean, like, I think I might just need to lay this small group season out. I think I might just need to take a break from the dream team. Look at the rest of the verse. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. This is a word from God for you today. This is a word for God for me today. 2021 is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. 2021 is not the time to pull away and neglect going to a small group, leading a small group. 2021 is not a time to pull away and neglect being a part of the dream team and making a difference with your life in community. As some of you have formed the habit of doing, or let me say it this way, as some have allowed others to talk them into doing. Why? Because we need each other. I need you. You need me. We need each other. And this world needs us. It's time if we want to experience the best year of our life in 2021, it's time to lay our selfishness aside and to reprioritize and to realign our life back into the divine order that brings blessing into our life. Prayer and fasting, God's word, worship, relationships. If you ever ask me the question, why is my life falling apart on all ends? My first question to you is, When's the last time you've prayed? When's the last time you've read God's word? When's the last time you've worshiped? And when is the last time you've been in a small group or connected in small groups on a Sunday through the dream team? Why? Because divine order. When order is restored, the blessing of God is released. In fact... Not only should we do this a couple times throughout the year, in fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the day dawning. Why? Because when order is restored, blessing is released. Some of y'all are getting the point this morning. got to turn our worry into worship. How do we do that? We redirect our energy towards worshiping Christ. Then look at the next part of the verse, Matthew 6, 33. Here's the second thing. Seek his righteousness. We seek God first, but now we seek his righteousness. What does that mean? It means we, now we align our lives with his character. We align our lives with God's character, with God's nature. Look, write it down this way. We're going to establish my identity in Christ. I'm going to establish my identity in Christ. In other words, now I'm going to live a worshiping life. It's no longer what I do. It's just who I am. It's just who I am. What does that look like? I'm glad you asked. Romans 12, 1 through 2. So here's what I want you to do, One Life Church. God has asked, this is a word, I'm telling you, if you will not only hear this, but receive this, this is God's word speaking to all of us today. Here's what I want you to do. God helping you. In other words, you can't do this in your own strength. Take your everyday, your ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. We turn our worry into worship. Embracing what God does for you. Look at this. It's the best thing you can do for him. 
I love this. In other words, trusting God. Trusting God, turning your worry into worship is the best thing that you can do for him. This is amazing. So don't become so well-adjusted to your culture and, uh, and you fit into it. And you're not even thinking about it anymore. No, 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 no. Instead, establish your identity in Christ. How? By fixing your attention on God Almighty and his son, Jesus Christ. And watch what happens if you do. You will be changed from the inside from the inside out. You'll be changed from the... So how do I establish my identity? What does that look like in my life? It's speaking God's word over your life. Speaking God's word over your life. I, I'm going to share with you a practice that I do every day. And I actually did it this morning, right before I came into the auditorium today. But I want to set it up with this verse, and this is why I do it. Proverbs 18, 21. Words kill or words give life. They're either poison or they're either fruit. You choose. So as for me and my house, as for me and my mind, my will, my emotions, my health, my soul, I choose life. And so choosing life, God's word, we talked about it last week, is alive. It's active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates to dividing your soul in spirit. It brings healing. It does surgery on your heart. So what do I do? I want to do surgery on my heart because I want to become more like Christ. Why? Because I want to experience his presence. Why do I want to experience his presence? Because when I align my life in divine order is restored, blessing is released. So this is what I do. And I'm telling you, I've got this full list on your notes. If there's any time you want to go to the message notes just to see this, so you have this, copy and paste it, I'm telling you, if you'll do this one thing that I'm giving you today, it will change your life. If you do nothing else but do this one thing, it will change your life. I should see everybody picking up their phones right now or pulling up, doing, I'm telling you, like, this is an act now, don't miss out. This is, you know what I'm saying? I'm a child of God. I begin to make declarations of God's word over my life. Why do I do that? The, the word teaches us that if we look into his word, it's like a mirror. It reflects. So if I'm looking into the mirror, I want to know who I am. Hopefully none of you leave the house or left the house this morning without looking to the mirror. If you did, your wife probably looked over at you, husband said, hey man, you got a hanger right there, you need to remove that before you get out this car. Same thing is true with the word of God. So I read stuff like this. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but I read things like this, and I declare this over my life. How do I establish my identity? I begin to declare God's word. I'm a child of God. I'm alive. I'm faith-filled, life-speaking, fully devoted follower of Christ. I am a masterpiece. I am content in Christ alone. I'm chosen. I'm a child of God. I'm joyful, gentle, not easily offended. I will not hold on to bitterness. I am patient. I am faithful. I'm self-controlled. I'm kind. I'm steady. I'm not alone. Why? Because God is with me. I'm loved. I'm free. I'm healed. I'm unashamed. I'm strong. I'm fearless. I am secure. I am not a people pleaser because I answer to God first. I answer to God first and I seek to please him first. I'm a new creation. I'm not shaken. I'm not stuck in worry. I'm born again. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not labeled by man. I am labeled and named by God. I'm the light of the world. I'm mighty in his power. I'm the church and I exist for the world. I'm a warrior. I stand firm even when the pain is crippling because God is my strength. I'm the son of the king of all kings because of Jesus. I lack nothing the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm telling you, if you will do this, 
It will fire you up. Why? Because you're reminding yourself. You're establishing your identity into God's word and what God says about you, not what the world says about you. And if you want to experience the best year of your life, it's got to be the best year spiritually. And it begins with realigning our lives back to God's divine order. Why? Because when order is restored, blessing is released, lives are changed. Lives are changed. So we turn our worry into worship. We redirect our energy towards worshiping Christ. We establish our identity in Christ. And if I do that, here's the promise. Here's the last thing. All these things. Everybody say all. All these things, they shall be added to you. So write it down this way. Now it's time to just enjoy your life in Christ. I didn't know you could enjoy a relationship with Christ. My friends, God wants you to enjoy your life in relationship with him. Look at John 10, 10 through 11, last verse. Jesus said, I have come to give you everything. Notice God and Jesus didn't say, I have come to take away all your joy. No. Jesus did not come to take away. He came to add. He came to give you what? Everything. (laughs) But wait, there's more. In abundance. More than you and I can even expect. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Life in its fullness. Until you overflow. Until 2021 is the best year of your life. So I know what some of you are thinking. Well, God, God, I mean, like, I really don't deserve that. You're having a hard time accepting the fact that God wants to bless you. Like, why? Why, God? Look at the next verse. Jesus says, because I am the good shepherd. Good. God is good. Jesus is good. God is not mad at you. God is in love with you. His character and his nature is slow to anger. It's rich in love. It's full of mercy, full of compassion full of grace if God had a refrigerator my friends your picture would be on his fridge why because he loves you he's a good shepherd what do shepherds do they lead shepherds God shepherds protect they lead you to places of fulfillment They lead sheep to a place to be able to be fed and to relax and to be calm and to have peace. This is the God we serve. I am a good shepherd. But not only that, he takes it a step farther. He says, I'll lay down my life as a sacrifice for your life. So I asked the question earlier, what would make your life happier in 2021. True happiness is not a matter or an issue of need. True happiness, it's an issue of order. When we reset our lives on God's divine order through worship, 
That is what brings true happiness. Why? Because when order is restored, blessing is released. Will you bow your head and close your eyes all across this room? There is no greater blessing that you can receive in your life by aligning your life to coming into a relationship with God. Many of you in this room, you've, you know of God. In fact, you could probably teach some Bible stories. But if you were truthful in your heart and you looked at your life and you did inventory, you'd probably say, I really don't have a relationship with God. Like we're not doing life with each other. In fact, I'm pretty far away from him. And I recognize that. If that's you, today's the day to, to hit the reset on your relationship. And some of you, you're in this room and a lot of this is just new and fresh and information. You've never heard a lot of these scriptures and this is like, whoa, I'm drinking from a fire hose of just goodness. And I want you to know that everything that I've shared today is true and although worship is powerful, the most important thing that it all flows from is a relationship with God because you can't worship and give love to someone that you're not experiencing love from. But here's the thing, you'll never experience God's love until you give him access to your heart to love you. You gotta get out of your mind and you gotta give him in your heart. And it's real simple. It's a free gift. There's nothing you have to do to earn salvation. There's nothing you have to do to earn or to impress God to get him to bless you. You just gotta align your life with divine order and do the first thing we talked about, which is just seek him first, and that's just surrendering your life to Jesus. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross to pay for your sins. That's whoever believes in him shall not die, but have eternal life. My friend, there's a heaven and there's a hell. It's reality, it's the truth. And you have a decision to either accept God's truth and know that there's life beyond death and that life I wanna spend in eternity with God, or I don't. Today, the choice lies before you, life or death. My hope is that you would choose life. My hope is that you would surrender your heart to Jesus. God loves you. God cares for you. He's provided a way for you to experience life on this earth and it begins with a relationship with Jesus. So whoever you are today, can I just encourage you to not leave this service without making the most incredible, most important decision of your entire life and that is surrendering your heart to Jesus. So I'm not gonna call you down front. I'm not gonna ask you to stand. I promise I will not embarrass you in any way but if you're here today and you're like, I wanna realign my life I wanna give my heart to Jesus Christ. I wanna come into a relationship with God. If that's you, would you be so bold to raise your hand right now all across the room so I know who you are? That way I can just lead you in a simple prayer. God bless you, ma'am. Come on, everybody, nobody looking around. All heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Today I am realigning my life in a relationship with God. God bless you, sir. You can put your hands down. Man, I am so proud of you. That's the greatest decision of your entire life. Now let's just say a simple prayer like this and mean it with all your heart. Just say, Jesus, I receive what you've done for me. Forgive me. Change me. Come live on the inside of me. I believe you died. I believe you rose again. 
I believe you paid for my sin. I declare you as my Lord. I declare you as my Savior. I put my faith, my hope, my trust in you. I give you everything. I give you my life. I pray this, say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life to help me make a difference. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, hang with me. If you, maybe you raised your hand, maybe you didn't, but you know within your heart that you said the prayer this morning. Congratulations. Two words for you. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome to the family, man. I would love to help you with some next steps because can I just be honest with you? There are next steps to take. We get that in life, right? If I need to go from here to an incredible Mexican restaurant, like I'm going to get it, step off the stage, get in the car, drive down the road, and I'm going to get there, right? We get that. But a lot of times we forget that when it comes to our spiritual journeys that God wants to take us on. So I want to help you with your spiritual journey. And the way we like to do that here is through that connection card. So if I could draw your attention to that worship guide that was in your chair this morning or that you may have received, or if you didn't, you can also go online at olc.church. If you'll click the button online that says olc.church, the connection card, would you mark the card? Let us know, hey, I made the decision this morning. I, I made the decision. And here's what's gonna happen. This is it, I promise. I'm not gonna call you. I'm not gonna show up at your house. That's not how we roll here. I just simply wanna send you an email that says, hey, congratulations. And here's some next steps. And those next steps are up to you to take. Hey, One Life Church, we had some people make decisions for Jesus this morning. Can we put our hands together and celebrate?